Uh, Michelle, are you there? I am. Uh, so well, welcome to the True North Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly. And having satellite internet, um, I hope you can sense the sarcasm in my voice. Let's try this again. And uh, welcome to the show, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you here. Michelle is the co-executive director of Fire Freedom Center, a trauma survivor of child trafficking and celebrate recovery leader. Along with overseeing Fire's Freedom Center located in the Prescott area, Michelle also has events, Phoenix Fire Outreach to Clubs and Homeless and Addiction Recovery Support. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited for this interview. Um, besides the internet craziness, uh, which, you know, hey, first world problems, right? Um, this is so because you are like one of my favorite people on the planet. I love the work. And I just really want to showcase you in this interview and really sharing with your story. Um, you know, it's a passion of mine as well to help people coming out of um, domestic trafficking and so I've just kind of I, I just have loved you since the moment I met you and um, maybe share with the audience a little bit about your story and then we to um, what we're doing together well with all that being said one huge part of my story is that I love you too and um, I'm not really sure where all you want me to start. I mean, it's it's a crazy story. I'm really passionate at this time about <clears throat> you know just people knowing that there's there's freedom you know from from their mind and they don't they don't have to be a slave to to the things that you know that they've been through that you know we're way in the past and shouldn't have any hold on them anymore, but they do. And, you know, people just really need to know that sort of thing. And so that we can all love each other better and, you know, things like that, raise better kids. And that's, you know, something else about me. I have a family, you know, I have, I have a husband. We've been married for sorry if I'm off but 13 years now I think and um, <laughs> I don't know I think it's somewhat important to not keep track of the time to not keep track of my age and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just live your life <laughs> but yeah we've been married. um we've had many ups and downs we have two kids and I have another child from before him who is an adult now. Our other kids are younger, um, 10 and 8. And you know, they are the reason for where I am. I mean, my, my husband's father brought me to realize my own. And um, my kids were my reason and my purpose to figure out how to do that. And do you think it's mad? Cause I don't Sorry. have the app. This is the one wonders of my uh, satellite connection. Um, 
hopefully we'll get through this one and if not then we'll we'll reschedule please pick up husband your family your you have a grown daughter and now you're on your true north journey Yes, yes, definitely. And, you know, they were my reason to figure out why and why this pattern in my life and my ancestors, you know, was clear. And that led me to, you know, a way out and, you know, a God I didn't know and changed my life. And that's so beautiful. Oh, I hear the babies in the background. I love them. Now, so <laughs> you did have you did have a time in your life where you were a vi actual victim of trafficking. Yes. Yes, I was. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a very, you know, icky household. It was, it was explosive. Yeah. You just a taste, you know, my mom had every single thing you can think in her family tree and in her bloodline with a great grandfather who was a Nazi veteran from Germany my other great grandfather fought the Germans. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it was just yeah. always icky. There was all levels of abuse going on and it was, it was just gross. And so, you know, it, it happened when I was eight years old, I, I was sold amongst um, bikers and truckers. And then um, again, when I was, I was 12 by my mom's boyfriend and then again, when I was about 15 over the course of a summer through a boyfriend in Texas who was in a gang. And then, you know, my life just resembled that, you know, they, they say that you go to one end, you know, and you go through that much sort of sexual trauma and mental, emotional, physical trauma that either, you know, you become the perpetrator you stay as far as, as far away from it as possible and you just become like a little hermit. You don't, you don't want a relationship because you're scared of that part of it. You just, you stay away from it or you dive head into it and that's just what you are because that's what you know. And I was the last one. And so that's just what my life resembled, you know, and it was, it wasn't until I saw my daughter becoming who I was as a child that I refused. You know, I always thought that if I just kept that hidden from her and I just did it on the side, she'd be safe. But it it wasn't true. And so I had to find out how to change it. And that led me to my purpose and wanting to share that with the world. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is true north that is you are the epitome of living a true north life where the hero's journey you know you you've you've gone to the depths and you've come out the other side and you're living proof that there is life after trauma and you know michelle I'm just deep 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 into my studies of cptsd and we met online and it's just been an instantaneous I actually got a, a notification in my messages today on Facebook that uh, five years ago today was when we became friends on Facebook. Oh my gosh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, 
And you know, it's been five years and why it popped up today, but we did. We, I think we met in the spring. No, it probably wasn't the summer. It wasn't the summer. So yeah. So here we are five years later. Um, it might I'm just been inspired. Too. <laughs> but, remember we met it might have taken a minute too because we met on facebook and so we kind of communicated through that community and you know messenger yeah. before you know we actually like you know became friends and realized you know yeah. we were meant to serve the world together yes yes and i out our joint effort and for those of you who are this is your first episode here at Sedona Horse Medicine I have a branch of what I do that is Unicorn Way and it's under Y-O-U Unicorn Way and that is the philanthropic I do so I have joined forces with FIRE and we have had one retreat sponsored retreat so far which was the leadership crew that came we have plans for day retreats where women mm -hmm. come up and then three-day retreats. And if you're interested about the work that we're doing, you can check us out on Patreon uh, under Unicorn Way or go to the truenorthpodcast.com and all the links and all the are there. But we have, we talked about it for quite some time. <laughs> doing it. And so it was perfect that you and Jessica would be my first live guests on the show because I'm so <laughs> passionate about the work that we do together. And maybe tell us a little bit about what your outreach when you go out into the streets or go out um, or even making your bracelets, a little bit about what fire. Uh... Okay, so um, the outreach goes out into the streets, the, the red light districts. Um, right now, we are serving 11 of the 50 clubs in the Phoenix area. And we just go in there, you know, just really meet them where they're at, where a lot of us have been on some level. And um, just, just let them know they're loved. Let them know they're not alone. Let them know that they have Forces, you know, we try to make it clear that, you know, we're not forcing anything onto them. We, we just want to walk alongside them in their journey and anything that mm -hmm. they should come across in that path. We, we want to do that. We want to do life with them. We, that's, you know, that's, that's really a huge part of what I like to bring to fire, you know, Jessica's really good on the budget and, you know, the marketing, not marketing, but um, what do you call it? Like, uh, uh, when you like administration. administration, yes. And, you know, just really yeah. letting people know what we're doing and allowing people to be a part of it and inviting them to, to take a part of that. It's, it's really important to me that community because I feel like part of my healing, huge part of my healing is the community. It's, it's mm -hmm. having that with somebody who's been there and isn't just throwing pity at you um, or treating you like charity, but really, really just knows where you are and, you know, has the things to say or not say, you know, 
just just really being there for them and that's that's what the outreaches are about it's letting them know we're there it's bringing them the information of that resource um sometimes you know we bring them our stories it just it just depends on where everything flows that night we are really pretty much just open to anything and everything to help them feel like they can connect and you know like they can reach out and that's part of what's attached to the gifts we give them is um a resource card it's it has our hotline number which fire runs that's not some big giant national hotline that's that's owned by you know fire and ran by fire so when you know a victim or somebody out on the streets calls that number they're going to reach one of us. They can literally go to and see who we are. It's not just some stranger that, you know, doesn't know them or where they've been. And so that's really what the outreaches are about. We, we bring them the gifts and then we bring them the bracelets. So the bracelets was, was something that, you know, fire did one time, some, somebody offered to do them and it was a hit and we were low on, you know, funds for gifts. So me and my oldest daughter, who was maybe 14 or 15 at the time, decided we'd start making bracelets. I had a bunch of friends in a recovery group that I, you know, really believe in called Celebrate Recovery. Definitely check that out. We got together and we just had a girls night and we made some bracelets and, you know, we prayed over them as we went. We we talked about how we felt as we made them, um, the things we thought about, the energy we felt as a community, sisterhood, making them. And how that has to go into those bracelets. Listen to me, I get a little emotional about it. It goes into yeah. those bracelets. And we believe that each person that makes that bracelet has something, some sort of healing, some sort of anything, because even anger is healing, right? Has something mm -hmm. that the recipient needs. And we just think it's so amazing, you know, and it's just become this community thing. It's been it's become this thing that fire can offer to somebody to serve, to be a part of it and not necessarily go out and put themselves in danger, not necessarily go out on the streets. You know, I came across so many people that felt this huge calling to do something that was a part of what I was doing in this fight but they didn't know how and they didn't have the money mm -hmm. or you know something like that but they had all this jewelry or they had these random ipsy bags or you know it had these little things and so you know we we all got together and the crazy thing is is we come to find out in these groups that everybody in these groups that feels drawn has been through a trauma and mm -hmm. it it helps them heal and I think that they're drawn because that trauma at some point in their life, whether it be then, now, later, made them prime real estate to be groomed, to be trafficked, yes. because that's the truth. You know, you're, you're broken yes. and miserable and these traffickers know what to, they just know. And, um, 
so they're drawn to you and anybody through trauma feels a bit of healing through this and i also believe that you heal through serving and through being a part of a cause that you're that you connect with and so the love community the bracelets it helps people do that you know and so we created love events and we have these events where people just come together eat some food fellowship make some bracelets help pack gifts some people write on the back of cards like there isn't something at these events that isn't for everybody we have the family involved kids we've had handicapped people i even had a 99 year old lady in there helping me one time so mm. there is something for everybody in this that's what i love about the bracelets is they brought about this love event this community and it also we can hand them out and we tell people that you know because most of them are coming from people of faith and so now these people out there that have been through heck spiritual trauma sometimes can see that they aren't all bad that mm -hmm. there is out there for them and there is a place in the church you know um in fire in the community you know in true north now you know there's there's definitely places you can go to our website and there's so many places that people can get connected through these programs and feel like the love events is a really big one you can anybody can have them we have them all over the world now website um thefirerevolution.com okay good just want to and i'll have all these in the description but just get it out there as many times as we can yes I um actually two of the bracelets right now um Aww. so i yeah i i hold them dear dear to my heart um a dream come true for me because my whole vision was with the horses was helping humans move through and i have a background in uh early in my 20s um you know, with a pimp. And I know, I I know there's life after trauma. I wouldn't have known that I had trauma and why I was susceptible. Uh, understand that. And now looking back, I do, which like you is why I am so deeply passionate about the work that I do is because I, and I also know that there is life on the other side of, of trauma. And it does require that you you do um you know there's there's some there's some nights where there's some snot bubbles coming out the nose and some tears and uh <laughs> rainbows and glitter I'll, I'll i will say that but when you make the decision like you did to break the chains yes and once Yes, yes. I was sick and tired of hurting in my body. And now I understand what emotional regulation is. Now I understand, you know, why uh, certain things, behaviors were in, in why I was behaving a certain way. But once I understood and I took responsibility for then I was able to apply the tools. And of course, that's what we share when we do the work together. And um, it's been 
Well, horses are naturally gifted at helping humans move through. They just are. It's it's a skill set they have. They have a natural fight flight. So when you're around them, you just are able to understand even more what emotional regulation is because by you just being there. So it's been such a gift in my healing journey because you know they're 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 the magic, they're the miracle workers. Uh, to now share it with other people that are on this healing journey and it's been pretty amazing and so if you're hearing this and you would like to sponsor a woman or many women again you can go to the patreon link and that is also like i said on the truenorthpodcast.com website and we've got some really fun stuff coming up now i know you guys have uh the super bowl coming up do you have big plans for for your outreach for that oh yes um and i i'm really really excited i i've been in fire for a good handful of years now and you know i it's always it's always cool when you know you got some big big thing that you you know you're gonna do to to just really make a difference and this is huge. So the Super Bowl is coming in, I want to say February of 23. Forgive me. I'm not a sports person. I'm <laughs> on my calendar for fire. But um, anyways, so they come here and, um, you know, lots of stuff occurs. It's, it's well known that when there's a big event, you know, traffickers move. When your eyes are looking at something else, they move. They move what they, you know, what's they move their victims so that A, they can either get them somewhere new without anybody looking, you know, B, to 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 make money and sell money because we all know that when you're like on vacation, you know, um, especially the ones that that use use that that sort of thing. It um you, you, you reach out and you, you want to do what you think is a good time. And it's, it's sad. And so the Super Bowl is one of those, you have a bunch of guys together and, you know, they, mm-hmm. they that sort of stuff. And so um, we really just want to be out there. We know that there's going to be way more girls out there working. We know that the traffickers are going to be moving. We know, you know, all that's going to be going on. And so we just want to be out there and letting, them know that there's resources and there's a way out and they're not alone. And so we're going to do, um, forgive me if I get it wrong, but it should be a three day outreach and we're going to hit, you know, a lot of the areas we've hit before. And, um, but it's all going to be compacted. Uh, a lot of times when we add these to our certain outreaches, you know, our outreaches usually go to like the red light districts and the streets where the girls are working. But every once in a while, you know, we'll just throw in some truck stops or, you know, a casino or two or, you know, some of those a hotel that, you know, that has activity. But we're going to be hitting everything. And um, it's going to be a, a big deal. And Jessica's really pumped and I'm really pumped and she's done this before. So it's it's going to be awesome. I just know it. it's such an epidemic and to try to talk about it can be difficult I think a lot of people 
it's it's more in the forefront and of people's they know it's more people know that it's happening than ever but as far as really doing something about it i think that's where there can be kind of a disconnect with um people because i think it's hard for people to wrap their brains around the fact of how dark sometimes and so having uh a conversation like this i hope if you're listening and you do want to do something there are lots of organizations that want your help they want you to to be involved with them to if any information out i think to parents because i think that a lot of times people think that it's a certain type of person that gets involved with this and it's just not that cut and dry i think you can have um you know, trauma in any family. And trauma doesn't know a color. It doesn't know a religion. It doesn't know age. It's trauma. And a lot of times there's epigenetic trauma in families and secrets and stuff that I think really kind of keeps it to where it can be a tough discussion to have with people. So I really, even the conversations that we have and putting it out there are ways for people to say, okay, I don't have to keep this secret. I don't have to, um, I, there is something that I can do. And as a parent, Jessica, in our interview discussed that, um, you know, uh, if your kids start coming home with things that they normally wouldn't afford because they don't have a job, there, there are, you can, you can see within your family that maybe you wouldn't think, like, oh, that's strange that they got that. But now maybe you'll look into something a little bit different. And, and, and I know kids don't want to be monitored by their parents. I get all that. But it's just an active role um, with their children and not think that it's just, oh, it's those kids that that happens to. I know that you go out a lot of parents. Is that right? Yes, definitely. And, you know, um, that's, that's, you know, really what's so awesome about these big, huge outreaches like this is, you know, there's going to be so many people here from all over and we can, uh, we can reach them with this information and it, it's on our website. You can always reach out um, to, to somebody in the fire community, which is on Facebook as well. It's a, it's a private community, but you, you can always message and, anybody in fire would always be happy to to help you you know with any pointers or anything because it, it is so important to make sure the kids know there's so many different ways i mean like they they have the cases where the the girls in school are approached by a boy and they think the boy loves them and the boy is really just trying to lure them in to an actual pimp you know and they're getting paid for it and it just it just takes a little bit of love in a rough patch for somebody vulnerable as a child is to change what they know is right and that's why it's so important to just really learn and all that and that's that's part of this whole awareness thing and sharing what i know is you know the prevention part 
reaching the youth, reaching the parents, reaching the the churches, the schools, and just letting them know that there's there's tips and tricks and things that can be done. There's a way to talk to your kids and I mean, it, it helps. I've done it myself and I know it's hard. Believe me, coming from a traumatic background, raising my first daughter, yeah. very tough, mind you, to not only trying to change her way of thinking because that's how she was raised for 12 years, but now trying to teach the, the other ones that weren't raised like that. It's, it is hard. Believe me, I know. And you will mm-hmm. screw up. But that's why it's also important to learn what to watch out for. So, and, and then there's options after that as well. You know, FIRE has has dealt with parents and teens who have come to us with certain issues and concerns about, you know, possibly encountering something with a predator. And, you know, it there is options and there is ways out and there is ways to heal from it before, you know, you turn it into your lifestyle like I did, you know? Yeah, I I do know. And that was, it would take me till I was in my mid thirties to even understand that uh, I had, that yeah, he was a pimp, but I never, I never would have said traffic. But now that I look back, it was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it was and while I would get away from him the trauma would follow me throughout you know my adult life and which is again why I'm work that I do because it took me into my 40s before and I'm 52 now almost 53 here in August but um quite some time to where I can now say I'm on the other side of CPTSD it doesn't mean life is perfect I screw up, you know, I, there's, there's still days that, um, can get a little rough, but I have the tools now to change a crappy day. It doesn't have to be a crappy day. It can be a minute or it doesn't have to, it can be a kind of a crappy day, but it doesn't have to be a crappy few months. I don't yeah. spiral and I'm yeah. able to emote and understand that what's coming up is just coming up and detach from it. Look at it and then move on with my life. It doesn't, it doesn't screw up days, months, and years like it used to. So there is life on the other side of trauma. And um, Michelle, you are just one of my favorite people and you're a living example of, of that it can be done. So are you, Kim. And so I, well, thank you. Thank you. You have that in common. And I think that's uh, an unbreakable bond. And there are a lot of us out there. There are a lot of us out there that want to reach out and let anybody know that there is a safe place for you. There are many people that um, are on the other side of this. And that this podcast is to showcase as many people as I can to show the world that there is indeed life after trauma. And this together, we're all walking each other home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, there's something to be said about being, you know, when you go through trauma, you trauma bond, right? But then when you untrauma, you know, like you untrauma, you kind of bond to the people around you while you're doing that too. 
And we definitely Right, met. but it's actually in love. <laughs> it's in true love. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing feeling uh, when you're on the other side of it. And I know that there are days where you may think that you're never going to get there, but just don't give up. And if you're listening to this, don't give up. Don't give don't, up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Before my internet, we I think we actually got 30 minutes of a, of a decent internet. I'll know when I play it back. But I will have the, um, all the ways that you can get in touch with Michelle in the in the show description. Um, again, if you go to truenorthpodcast.com, you'll see all the links to the Patreon for what we're doing together with the women. And it's just such an exciting time. And I want to your day and joining us and you know i know that you and you and jessica will be regulars i'm sure we have uh some good times in front of us and i can't wait to share the good one and i hope everyone listening out there has a beautiful day stay magical and michelle i love you and thank you for joining me today i love you too kim we'll talk soon okay bye-bye bye-bye